0: Um, Congratulations on the launch of No Cold War Britain. I hope people, by the way, will go and sign the No Cold War statement at nocoldwar.org. Britain. Well, what are we to even say about this Britain? Britain has refused to come to terms with its colonial heritage. The English East India Company seized Bengal, where I was born, in 1757 by force. Then the British forced the peasantry to hand over their produce and engineered a famine in 1770 that killed a third of the population. So many famines. I mean, there were 24 famines between 1850 and 1899. Tens of millions of people killed. From 1765 to 1938, Britain extracted £32 trillion sterling from India. That was the down payment for the Industrial Revolution. In 1943, Winston Churchill diverted food from Bengal, my Bengal, to British troops, a diversion that killed at least three million Indians. That's another Holocaust, a forgotten Holocaust. When Britain was thrown out of India in 1947, the literacy rate in India was 14 percent. So much for the gift of civilization. We were left poor and illiterate and we were denied basic democratic rights. When Britain talks about human rights and its values of freedom and so on, all I hear is the cry of the hundreds of people massacred in cold blood at Jallianwala Bagh in Amritsar in 1919. Not for this or for any other massacre or engineered famine, Has Britain apologized? And if you live in Britain, I highly recommend you get involved with the Indian Workers Association and its Jallianwala Bagh Massacre Campaign Committee. Over the course of the past 50 years, the British have denied their colonial crimes, including by destroying thousands of files on a range of issues, including the bloody war inflicted on Kenya in the 1950s. The government hides, by the way, 1.2 million files in Hanslow Park, north of London, files which contain Britain's role in the slave trade, in the Boer War and in the decolonization process. In the margins of a document on the UK's forced labor in Kenya, a colonial official wrote, it must on no account be published. It must on no account be published because Britain cannot be seen as having conducted a forced labor regime in Kenya. Forced labor is what other people do, not the British. Britain refuses to come to terms with its colonial heritage because to do so would be to cast light on this language of human rights and freedom and liberty. What liberty? From 1841 to 1997, Britain ruled Hong Kong with an iron fist. Where was the talk of democracy then? In 1842, a British official wrote, the poor Chinese must submit to be poisoned by opium or must be massacred by the thousands for supporting their own laws in their own land. All this must be forgotten. By the way, that's a British official writing that, not a Chinese official. Now, having refused to acknowledge its colonial past, it continues to do that, as, as Andy said, continues to refuse to acknowledge its colonial past which includes these brutal wars in Kenya and Malaya and so on. The British send a warship, actually it's a carrier group, into the South China Sea. And my God, that ship, the aircraft carrier is named Queen Elizabeth, no less. It's a British warship that's in the South China Sea. It's not a Chinese warship in the English Channel. It's a British warship, let me repeat, in the South China Sea. It's not a Chinese warship in the English Channel. Having denied its imperial past, the Britain, British then host a G7 meeting. Well, it was in Wales, so I'm not sure if Britain hosted anything. Um, the Welsh nationalists would, I think, sniff at this a little. At Carbis Bay and their statement reiterated the four great lies of the U.S.-driven information war. Lie number one, that China created the coronavirus. I mean, look, we're back to this lab leak lab leak theory. Good God. I mean, it's been discredited by everybody back on the table in the Carbis Bay statement. Number two, that China threatens its neighbors. It's Western warships that conduct what they call freedom of navigation um, missions. You know, inside Chinese territorial waters, it's Western warships that are threatening China. And they say China threatens its neighbors. Interesting point of view, really. China suppresses democracy. I've already gone into the business of Hong Kong. Who suppresses democracy and what right do you have to lecture us about democracy? I mean, Come on, first come to terms with your own past before you lecture us about democracy. It's a bit rum to hear Boris Johnson, of all people, talk about the rules-based international order. First, uh, attend to the rules of your own wallpapering of number 10 in Downing Street. You know, you and Boris, uh, Mr. Netanyahu, personally corrupt people, don't lecture us about what we should know about rules-based this or that. Number four, that China cheats in trade. China cheats in trade. China has leapfrogged over the Western companies in 5G, in robotics, and so on. You can't compete with them on tech, so you have to now say they're cheating. This is classic, guys. Go and read the World Trade Organization's own findings uh, on the question of China cheating. Read the WTO. You said the WTO. Now get hoisted on your own petard. Don't have to read me. Read the WTO. NATO's Secretary General said something re- very interesting. He said that China is coming closer to us. China is coming closer to us. Suddenly there's fear among the ranks of NATO. China is coming closer to us. What does this even mean? Does Jens Stoltenberg want to keep China far away at arm's length? Is that he doesn't want China close? There's something absurd about the rhetoric of the Western powers, and I want to put it like that. I'm not taking them as seriously as I perhaps should because there is a level of absurdity Their new Cold War has taken on a white-hot intensity. It's now clear that there is widespread agreement in these Western powers that China's development must be stopped at all costs, even if it means to mobilize half-truths and lies in a ghastly information war that has no limits. They will use scorched-earth tactics, friends, including racism of the worst kind, a combination of yellow peril, anti-Chinese rhetoric, and a combination of anti-communism. They put these two things together. They will use half-truth, scorched-earth tactics, including racism, on the table to smash us into believing their ridiculous notion that Chinese advance must be stopped. The Global South understands when a country advances, they want to put their foot back on our necks and tell us to go back to our place. We are not permitted to come to the front of the table. It's okay for China to labor for Western corporations, but it's not okay for Chinese corporations to sell products to the world. It's okay for us to be coolies. We are forever the coolies. And that's what this Cold War is about. This Cold War is about the fact that we no longer want to live as coolies on the planet Earth. We no longer want to live as coolies on the planet Earth because we don't believe that anybody should be a coolie. We don't believe that anybody should be a coolie. Thanks a lot.